From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into the most ridiculous podcast of sports and pop culture. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hello. You can find us on the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open this cold Mayday beer and let's get after it. As always, Pucks Out is powered by Mayday Brewery, the official beer of Pucks Out Podcast. Find them every Thursday doing some bingo and Tuesday singo. And on July 6th, that's a Thursday, if you didn't already know. Uh, catch uh, us there well, for bingo, and it's also it's more important. boy's birthday. More importantly, you know what I'm saying. I was say I was saving the best for last. It's it's an unimportant birthday, but it's mine. You know what I'm saying. So uh, yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, I you know, and and what I what I decided. People keep asking me, "What do you want to do for your birthday? What do you want to do for your birthday?" I'm like, this is a lame thirty. Two birthday. I'm trying to I'm trying to put in some work because you know I'm gonna go in there with a focused mind, Bobby. Um, and I'm I'm gonna drink like nine or ten beers. I'm sure people are gonna it was calculated on my part. You know, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go host bingo. Uh yeah, a place where I'm gonna have a microphone at a brewery on my birthday, dude. So like it was uh it was a it was a cold, calculated move on my part. Yeah. Um so yeah. hopefully uh yeah. Hopefully we have as good of, I mean, we're definitely going to have a good time just by the people we're bringing alone, um, yeah. to this. So yeah. I, I almost wonder how down deep the rabbit hole goes. Do you think Des was planning this 32 years ago, this exact situation? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe, <laughs> I mean, she's not going to, she's we, not going to benefit. We, she's not going to benefit yeah. for the dream. That, yeah, that's, that's way she too. Was ma- she was making, yeah, but she, it's about making it's a, a better game life plan for me. Kids. Um, I mean, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, that's a long shot bet that she's making there. We, the odds we were We can't high. prove that she didn't. We can't prove that's, that she that's didn't. That's accurate. That's <laughs> accurate. We'll ask her on, on, uh, on yeah. game night. Yeah. But uh, the trick is, you know, to make any birthday special for this one, just to make, call it your 32 minus 11 birthday. Boom. And just celebrate 21 again. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't know if my, I don't know if my, thir- I think my 32 year old body will still. <laughs> I don't think it. I don't think it'll play along. You know, it'll, it'll it won't get the message. <laughs> it will not co- It will not cooperate with the game. Yeah. Um, is is yeah. my thought? It might. It might be like, hey, here you go. Yeah. Here you go, bud. Yeah. Um, Something tells me we wouldn't make it to handlebars at the end of the night. <laughs> that is. I mean, yeah. Uh, we we would we would save about seventy eighty bucks, uh, but we would not have drunk bar food for the next 13 days to eat either so it's a it's a win-lose you know <laughs> uh but all right today we have got a lot of news from the inside of the nhl and it, that is great to hear because lately you know we're finally coming that time we are about maybe two two uh, last weeks away from the nhl draft here in nashville uh we got some news from outside the nhl the nba finals the stanley cup finals the greatest playoffs in the world is set joke of the week uh, we're talking a little quantum mania. We've got a this or that and much, much more. Uh, how are you this week, buddy? Doing pretty good, man. Uh, obviously, you said, as you said, we watched uh, 
I watched Quantum Quantum Mania, so we're gonna discuss that. Uh, really enjoyed that movie. Uh, rearranged the uh, the studio, brother. Uh, as you can see, a little more flowy. You know, I'm uh, I'm digging yeah. it. Got some, you know, some some as you see, some uh, LED lights hung up up here. Nice, uh, nice. But yeah, man, just uh, just hanging out. Had uh, had lots of you know lots of fun in here. We watched uh, also watched the Super Mario movie. Stephanie's a, a huge fan. Uh, she wore her her toad hat the entire time uh, for the movie. So that was you know obviously pretty uh, pretty fun. Um, what about what about you, man? Um, how you doing? Good, this man. Memorial Day uh, weekend. But, uh, you know. We uh, just kind of hung out, didn't do much. The wife is uh, traveling right now, so we hung out a little bit on Memorial Day weekend, cleaned the house a little bit. Other than that, you know, she's she's out of town now. I'm meeting her, uh, my uh, my brother in law and I. I guess I guess that's what it's called. Her, my wife's brother in law and I are uh, driving down to Atlanta to meet uh, my wife and her sister down there where they are. Uh, to you know, meet some of and meet some of our own friends and just have you know a little Atlanta, Atlanta weekend. Might catch a Braves game, you know. You know, hit some bars. Uh, yeah. Other than that, been absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, I, I'm. It's getting a little too warm for my taste now. I was sunburnt to hell last week from mowing. So just hoping, you know, that I get some good cloud coverage for today's mow. Uh, but let, uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon and Twitch to support the show for Fit Check. Uh, let's do that real quick because we're both rocking some sweaters. Uh, yep. I since I'm li- since I'm leaving for. Uh, Western Canada and Alaska in about two weeks. I'm rocking the uh, my Canucks jersey. Nice, nice. Just, uh, uh, Preds at just kept it uh, kept it the same, you know, as I have each round for the Panthers. Maybe I'm their good luck charm. Went with the went with the Panther <laughs> sweater again, um, and then uh, like you, I went with the Preds hat as we we had do have some Preds related news to discuss and and talk about. So, um, kind of went in a similar route that you did brother nice and with that said let's head to inside the boards everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice it's time for news from inside the boards all righty we have got some news out of nashville uh the much anticipated by some much thought would happen by others. John Hines is out as the Preds head coach. Andrew Brunette hired. He was the first goal scorer in Preds history. That's, I mean, hey, that's quite dope. Um, and fun fact, the uh, the Preds social media team, about two weeks ago, because what, what a lot of these social media managers do is they schedule tweets way ahead of time to come out so they're not constantly having to do that every day. They It was just a, you know, a little like, hey, what's your favorite uh, Preds jersey of all time? And it actually used a picture of Andrew Brunette in the old Preds jersey that they wore at the time. And this was scheduled well before they even knew that he would be hired. So that was that was quite the coincidence. Uh, but yeah, I think that um, this is, I like it. I don't know. I, I don't know what the contract situation is. I'm assuming this is kind of like a prove it deal. He's not an interim. So I'm assuming that um, they're just going to say, hey, maybe get some fresh blood in here and see how it goes. Yeah, uh, from from what I read, <clears throat> read about him, I'm, I, I like you, um, not super familiar with his coaching profile. I uh, did know that he, uh, you know, did the interim thing down in uh, Florida for a bit, so I did remember him from from that. Um, they did a pretty good job 
there in Florida. Uh, I would imagine if you don't have Joel Quinville lined up for that type of situation, um, you know, that's a guy that, that probably could have won his, won his job, you know, won his job there. Uh, he he did good getting some, from what I read. He did a lot. He did well getting some of those younger guys uh, scoring. Those guys uh, there were there were a, a much higher expected goal um, than 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 they thought they would be. So I'm hoping that's something that you know nobody's been able to really do with the Preds. Is yeah, we've had some good scoring seasons from from Duchesne or Forsberg. And they both had really good seasons together, but it doesn't seem like it's all worked at once. Uh, so hopefully that's something that he can come in and do. Uh, I think I think that we talked about it, that it being necessary for, you know, Trotz to get his guy uh, in here. Yeah. And so um, I don't think there's any love lost between us and Hines. He he was uh, he was a middle of the middle of the tier coach. You know, he wasn't bad. Uh, he, he did a lot with what he was, what he was offered. I just don't think that he was that guy to push you over the edge, you know, a good yeah. stop gap. Um, and so, uh, I think Andrew Burnett, good, a good option. You know, I think that this is a, a good try. I think we, I think that it's something that we talk about. They didn't go to the coach house to find somebody. Uh, and yeah, we, that's, I and was about to bring that up. We, we joke as, uh, we joke as much as, as we can, like, oh, they're just going to the coach house and who were, who were the first people clamoring to go get Gallant because he's available or, <laughs> or somebody, we are just as, we are just as guilty. So I, I respect this move. I think that it's a, a good yeah. opportunity for Trotz and Burnett to to work in tandem learning the learning this together um yeah so yeah, yeah you took, I'm, you I'm took the words it. right out of my mouth um you know I was, I was about to bring up the carousel situation i think that you know preds fans need to be prepared for a rebuild um most rebuilds don't miss the playoffs by one or two points right so let's ex- you know let's not expect him to come out and this isn't going to be a a cinderella story i mean it's hockey you know, we've got the number eight, the number eight seed who was one game away from not making the playoffs, I believe is going as the favorite against the, the number one seed in the West. So yeah. there's a lot of parity in this league and it wouldn't be far fetched if the Preds go out and, you know, maybe snag second or th- place in, in, in the, uh, the division uh, with a new coach. But let's not get our hopes up with this. Um, but. Maple Leafs finishing touches on contract uh, contract for GM Brad uh, Trevelyan will be the 18th GM in club history. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me. I know that the Preds are in rare company with technically at this point now having two, but for the longest time only having one. Where is that in the li- is that? I mean, they're an old, old organization. I assume that's on par with teams like Boston, maybe. I mean, it has to be. It, it was just a little snippet uh, uh, on the tweet talking about this so i didn't i didn't delve into that further um i but i put it on there because i was going to talk to you about it. i mean 18th doesn't uh, that sounds about right it sounds low at first but then you think about it uh, i mean they're roughly a little over 100 years old uh, yeah you know um, what i mean so, well so boston bruins just a team that i just threw out they've had eight including don sweeney um maybe i'll look up the uh 
the Habs uh, list of GMs, see if what comes up with uh, them, you know, just to kind of the, uh, Ooh, okay. Uh, wow. The, the Habs also have 18. They're on their 18th right now. So, so that sounds like about par for the course. Thing. Maybe, uh, maybe try uh, Detroit and then we can try the Rangers and see because, you know, uh, obviously not as volatile in Boston, but probably Detroit not. Detroit has had old. 12. Okay. So, I mean, it seems like a uh, little higher than, than, than average. Uh, they're probably clamoring for a new GM quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. in those Canadian, uh, Canadian. Well, teams. I mean, Boston's the same. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, Boston's only, I, they're both original six teams. Boston's was founded in 1924. The Maple Leafs in 1917. So, I mean, really there's not much. Yeah. Not much different. With the age of, of the teams. Um, you know, the, I think the Chicago Blackhawks maybe might try be the a Ran- good one as well. Yeah, and the Rangers as well. See what we have. Yeah, if you wanted those uh, two clubs, I must typed in Chicago Black Sox GMs. That would have given me something not the right. So here we go. List of Chicago Blackhawks. They've had ten. Um, they're not. Yeah, yeah, ten. Kyle Davidson is that was their tenth. They're I'll not let- counting. Uh, Bob Pulford as one. He was the interim. He's been. The, he was the interim three times. I would. Call, I would say that if he's the interim three three different times in history, I would count him as one GM. Maybe. Yeah. Because he's not. Rangers yeah. have had eleven uh, since their inception, not including Con Smythe. Con Smythe built the first Rangers team, but was fired prior to the inaugural season. So I would say yeah. twelve. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So I mean, it's so yeah. yeah. I think so. 18 is, I think, on the heavy side, but I don't think it's, like, uh, abnormally weird. It's not like, you know, uh, the Washington Commanders uh, quarterback, list of quarterbacks throughout history. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about five, six years a a GM, you know, and some probably shorter, some probably higher, but that's around the average, so. Yeah. Um, And I would say, and I don't have the stats to back this up, but my gut feeling is that NHL GMs have a shorter career expectancy than the other major American sports because Mm. they are so much more involved with the process, whereas with football, the owners have their hands in it a lot. Um, And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because the owners have their, you know, their, their hand in the cookie jar so much with the NFL, they are recycling GMs so often. Uh, but it just feels like we hear more about GM changes in the NHL more than the NFL. Um, but that could just be because we're so. NHL fans and we pay attention to more NHL news. Um, but all right, let's uh, uh, next up. Um, sources saying Kyle Dubas uh, will be the Penguins' next GM. Ten. However, and, had uh, ten I, and he'll be the eleventh, by the way. Possibly. Um, I found so I was reading an article. I actually saw this last night, so that's why I looked up to see if you had confirmed it. Um, I have not. He has not yet accept. He has not yet accepted the job. The Penguin said. Um, reports from some sources from within Dubas's camp is that he is debating on whether or not he wants. He is looking for his offers because he wants to try and get a better job than Pittsburgh. Um, so now some other sources, unnamed sources from his camp, uh, have also said that he is not a fan of the city and would rather not move his family there, which. Fair, fair um, enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, he, so I, who so knows he, what he's looking so, for. <laughs> so basically what you're saying is we actually, 
can infer some information from this tweet as well. He will not be the St. Louis GM. Uh, I would have to. Ima- <laughs> I would have to imagine that is out, mean, of the, our boy, out of the picture as well. If if we see him and he's got a bandaid on his cheek, that might be where he wants to be. <laughs> That's true. But if it's but if it's yeah. a love if it's a love or a hate for the city, I can't imagine that St. Louis rises uh, <laughs> for him. So. Um, yeah. but either way, I like to think that they, he wants to go to the Rangers, the Islanders, and he just, he just tells his agent, I want to be in New York. And he's like, all right, well, I got you in Buffalo. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> he's like, I, uh, it's better than but, Pittsburgh. He said, um, so yes, either way, there will 100%. be an 11th GM for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. For the first time, a player making 10 million plus a year will, will win the cup. Uh, Eichel, uh, for, uh, Vegas and Barkov and Bobrovsky for Florida. That's, I mean, that says a lot. Hey, it says a lot about these guys. They've finally, someone making over 10 million has earned it. Um, I mean, that's obviously a joke. They <sighs> it in other ways, even if you don't win a cup. Um, sure. But one also thing I wanted to add uh, to this was that there is a l- large, a more than um, normal amount of former Buffalo players playing in this cup team that you could almost make up an entire uh, roster uh, or uh, sorry, not roster, but uh, a line or two starting lineup. Well, yeah, make an entire line. Um, I think it's the first three. You can make three lines of former Buffalo players, which says a lot about the talent they let go, man. Like, there's a reason why Buffalo is struggling still. And maybe it's because, I mean, again, well, they forced themselves know, out. Yeah, I, I would yeah, like to, Jack I, Eichel I would argue, um, this is, there has been some that have kind of advanced. Um, we've had a couple that have been in the Stanley cup, a couple that have advanced to the Eastern conference finals. The big portion of this is just the advancement of, it, it will become more and more common with the advancement of the salary cap and more players being there. Uh, I think it is just, yeah. uh, but, but agreed to everything else you said that it kind of speaks to the makeup of a team that a big $10 million contract while great for you personally is traditionally not conducive to setting up a team for a long-term run in the Stanley cup playoffs. You need more, um, you need, you know, you need more quantity, um, over, over, over necessarily quality. I mean, obviously there needs to be a good mixture of both. Um, but you would rather have, you know, 10 pretty good guys rather than five really good guys and five eh guys, because those, that's where the differences are made on those lines. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was, that thought that was interesting. A little tidbit. Oh yeah. Yeah, I um, but what, but you know, one thing that we always hear, and you know, it is true, but I think that this year more than anything, it showed that to make it to the Stanley Cup, you have to have that guy. Um, you can make it far in the playoffs without that guy, and and having you know a good supporting cast, you know, you, you know, and, and maybe not all star, not superstars, but you know, got an all star, but. To win a cup, I think you really need to have a guy like Bob is like the way Bob has been playing, the way Eichel's been playing. I mean, it. it I mean, 
Well, the way I, Chuck, I mean, to Chuck has been playing out of this world. I, I, I was going to save this portion. I was going to save this point for the discussion, but since you've brought that up, it it was Eichel. Eichel had four points in the in the Star Series, all assists, um, which is decent. There were six games, no goals. He, I feel like he did not even show up to what he could have done uh, in that series. Uh, I think that he he can step up more in this series, and I think it's Vegas is to lose for sure. But the same goes for uh, Brandon Montour, who has six goals and three assists through this playoffs. Eight of those five goals and three assists, eight of those points ha- came in the Bruins series, and he had one goal in the Maple Leaf series. So he is not really done what he did in that first round. Um, so I feel like a, a couple both sides have some opportunity, you know, to uh to advance uh with some of their players that they haven't really got going in these past two series. So I'm I'm interested to watch those two guys in particular because they were so on fire early on uh and have have really cooled off. I think that, you know, either of those two guys may be able to be an X factor. Uh, we'll have to have to see, but, uh, but I'm in agreement with, with what you were saying. Yeah. Uh, let's move to outside the NHL. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with news from outside the boards. Celtics don't make history. Um, I was excited to see that. You know, I I think last week uh, I said that Celtics were going to make it a series. I did not think they win, and man, did they show up? They, uh, they I mean that I believe it was what uh, that that buzzer beater was it was it Tatum who got it? I think Tatum uh, Derek White shot the three pointer, and it was a offensive rebound. Okay, for Derek uh, White, I knew that yes. someone. I couldn't remember who actually shot the original. Okay, yeah. Um, and it was absolutely insane. And I thought maybe they could ride that momentum. Um, Celtics had a good season. Uh, it's uh, Miami versus, uh, was it Denver? Correct? The Nuggets? Denver, that is correct. The Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I believe Denver's favored, but they, weren't, they were the eighth seed, uh, correct? They were the one seed, so. Oh, okay. Was it the other way around? Maybe Miami was the eighth seed? I believe that is correct. Yes, they are. They are making. OK, a, so I just I just, I, Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think ESPN got that infographic wrong because I definitely remember seeing it eight underneath the uh, Nuggets thing. So I think they just mixed up. Their I'm pretty sure. Now, um, don't don't quote yeah. me. Let me go look. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make it make a fool of you as okay. much as I love it. All right. Yeah, I honestly don't know. Yes, they were the eight seed and the Nuggets were the one seed. OK. I was like, okay, so yeah, I think ESPN just got their infographic wrong, or I was just a slice, I can read it wrong. Yeah. Either one could be right. Well, let's go with ESPN um, being wrong. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the odds, uh, eighty nine percent of are on Denver. I think Denver is minus three eighty. Uh, when uh, I I haven't been paying attention that much. I think you yes. said that the Nuggets Easy. were just a powerhouse and Jokic, Jokic, Murray. They're I think they're just too too dominant uh the heat uh are great 
Uh, Jimmy Butler absolutely could will them to a series win. Uh, Caleb Martin has been playing fantastic for the Heat. Uh, I think that I think that the Nuggets are just there. They're just too good. Nobody to even Bam Adebayo can't handle Jokic in my mind. So I think it's Nuggets easy. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo could possibly be cut for his foot injury. He apparently signed a waiver in lieu of a physical. Uh, I this is the first time hearing about this. What is up with this? Um, not I know about as much as this, but uh, but there's talks about his toe or his ankle or something still being not ready to go. Uh, so could be could be cut. I, I don't know the contract implications. I was gonna wait a little bit. To, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into this bob because i'm sure in a couple weeks when the stanley cup playoffs are done that we're gonna need these little nuggets so if we just go straight into the all of the jimmy g stuff you know we're not uh we're not teasing it so that's a long way for me to say i haven't really looked into it much past this yep (laughs) uh churchill downs could pause racing if needed uh, for an investigation of the death of 12 horses over the past month. Uh, yeah, I would say that that's not a could. It's a should. Uh, something needs to be looked at there. That's absolutely asinine. Yeah, the uh, the governing body itself can't shut it down, but um, has, has been working with the, the racing commission, that is, has been working with Churchill Downs and can make that recommendation and it is expected that they would just comply with it. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I know that we had talked about some, you know, morality issues when it came to it came to the horse racing. Um, and so at very least, you know, uh, I want to make it clear that we are interested in it being better, right? Even if you're not interested in continuing yeah. to watch it yourself we can both agree that it's not just going away just immediately. Uh, so uh, better investigations, better, you know, ability to, to track these things and, and know these things uh, is definitely a good thing. So I felt like we needed to bring it up since we talked about the negative. Um, yeah. Yeah. Previous is the, um is the, is the Derby, is that run by Churchill Downs or is that run by like, a governing body that it's hosted at that i don't know i, don't know how uh, that I would imagine it has like, some they sort say, of i don't know if they could eventually say hey until you get this up we're gonna pull we're not you will host the kentucky derby somewhere else i, I don't know how that works uh, i mean no 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 i think that I, I would imagine that it's a churchill downs hosted event that it's just become this because it's different it's not like there's some standard like 18 hole golf course, you know, there's different links to the races, different requirements, different buy-ins. Yeah. My thought would be it's, it's run by Churchill Downs itself. Uh, when we went there the week after a Kentucky Derby one time, uh, all of the merchandise is there, you know, it was Kentucky Derby merchandise. It seemed as though it was made from them. But that being said, we bought a, a souvenir drink and it had the Preakness schedule on it. So it may be some governing body uh, that has some control, but, uh, but they clearly cannot tell them to not race there. So maybe it is the higher yeah. level and they can just be like, all right, well, 
we'll host our own horse races with hookers and blackjack or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know yeah. the specifics of uh, too deep into the horse racing world. Yeah. Um, Joseph uh, Newgarten wins the Indy 500 in thrilling fashion. Did not see it, but he is a Nashville native. Yes. Uh, but he, he won it. He was losing on the last lap. Uh, a guy named Erickson was winning. And uh, on the last lap, there was a crash that caused a red caution and they had to restart and he beat him on the, the restart. So uh, super, super dope. Uh, we saw him when we went and he almost, uh, almost won. He had a, had a good race, but, uh, yeah, always good to see a Nashville native win such a worldwide event like this. So, yeah. Um, all right. And with that, we're going to move into our main topic, which is of course the Stanley cup final, which is set. We got the Vegas golden ice versus the Florida Panthers. Um, for game one is Saturday and what I is going to be an absolutely packed, loud, rambunctious, is that rambunctious, uh, rambunctious. I think I was mixing some of those letters up, uh, rambunctious, uh, uh, I don't even know what it's called. What is the arena called again? I don't remember now. Not AT&T, is it? Hmm. Uh, I don't yeah, I am. Uh, uh, I might have to just T-Mobile, not AT&T. T-Mobile, T-Mobile Arena. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for that. It's gonna be super fun. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that the series wraps up by the time I leave for the cruise, um, which I believe won't doesn't start be the case until Saturday. I, I leave on the ninth. So. Doesn't start until so, Saturday. Unless they can play all the games. Maybe. Unless they, yeah, not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I might get to see three games, maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I can watch it. I mean, when we're in Alaska, I'm sure we can watch it, you know. Uh, and I'm sure when we're in Canada, I can definitely watch it. So now that I think about it, I can probably, it'll probably be easier to watch while I'm in Alaska and Canada. <laughs> They'll make you watch um, it. You're yeah. going to be forced to yeah. watch it. Even if it's like a ridiculously yeah. bad series, they're going to be like, no, you will watch. <laughs> you will watch it. Yeah. You're trying to like, yeah. you're trying to like look around um, and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't look at the glacier. Look at the game. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this was the matchup that I, I predicted last week. Um, I still believe that Florida wins this. I don't know what the odds are right now. Um, Florida feels, uh, my gut feels like Florida should be favored. I don't think that's the case because, again, this is a eight seed versus a one seed. Historically, one seeds are going to be favored, but the eight, the East was just such a good conference. And I think that, listen, Vegas is a powerhouse. Vegas, I would not be surprised if Vegas wins this. I would not be surprised if we're sitting here and Vegas wins in five. Um, but Florida is just so good. Um, in the East, and it was so good that I think Vegas, that I think Florida wins this in six games. Um, yeah, I, I want to lean towards Florida as well. Every time I haven't, they have shown up and shown me why I'm completely wrong. Um, so everything tells me, yeah, there's no way they lose this series. So it's almost like I'm, I'm, leaning the other way because of that 
But no, I think Florida wins it. But I, what I am worried about is not and not worried about, but just thinking uh, about Florida's been on a long layoff, man. They have not played a, a game of hockey since five twenty four, and will not play one uh, until June third. That's a substantial yeah. time period to not play, uh, play hockey. Being on the road, so however, I, can be can be yeah. adva- advantageous to you. You know, your family's not there. You're at the hotel. You're only thinking about hockey. Um, that's something. That's something I, I think we need to think to, about. Yeah. So I was listening to NHL uh, radio yesterday in the car, and they had like their in-house stats guru guy, and they were talking about this, and he said that historically, and he said he threw out anything before. Um, 1990 because hockey's changed. It's kind of just the stat. It's hard. It's not good uh, so, to so, look at stats well, from a different era of hockey. So what he what he what, but what he means um, is is those stats went against what he was talking about. So he ta- he well, tossed those. Well, out. no, he he did at the at the end he did talk about those stats. Um, but for all of his stats, anything on his website, everything he does professionally, he never includes anything before 1990. Now. Um, but he did at the end, and it, the, the, he did say on, for this instance, the stats before 1990 also corroborated what he said now, um, that when teams have more than two and a half, um, that after two and a half days, it the rest doesn't matter. That if one team has a rest for three days and one team has a rest for two days, the team that rested for three days is disadvantaged. If both teams have a rest of more than three days, or two and a half days, secondly, is what he said, um, then there is zero statistical advantage for any or disadvantage for either team um, in, in Stanley Cup playoffs history since 1990. And he, I think he said before 1990, it was like 2.67, something like that, but it was pretty much the same. I wonder, I wonder the parameters, though, because that's a longer layoff than you would typically get. You know what I'm saying? Did, did, is this layoff time was it compare was it comparative like doing the ones that oh this team had to wait you know two extra days compared to the team that had to wait you know four days or whatever you're saying there's no difference to them as they've had the rest time well that's but that's he, you know he was nine, saying is so nine what he went into was and one of the well, nine was actually the number he used. So I'm I'm glad you asked that. I don't that know was, if uh, it, I don't know if nine is one the of the number, stats but... was. A, 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 yeah, go is ahead. That, uh, and he he threw out a bunch. Uh, they, again, this was a very number centric thing. I didn't pick up everything because then I was in the car. Didn't couldn't really find it again and write it down. But he said, you know, if, uh, I think he used uh, Toronto or I think maybe it was Boston or something. Boston swept a team uh, a while back and they had about a nine day rest. The other team went to seven games um, because of TV schedule. They then had to wait about three or four days after game seven to start the next series. Okay. So the what, team that and won was that this series a Stanley was, Cup final? was about. This was, I believe, going into the Stanley Cup conference finals. He, okay. uh, he all of his all of his stats were for the Stanley Cups and ju- for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, he said he was actively working on Stanley Cup finals in particular. That that because it's a much smaller pool, it's hard to get. It, sure, the de- it's hard data to get is a little the different. Numbers. He also said that the the that the the COVID cups really also threw things into whack as well. And he doesn't know if he wants to use those in his numbers or yet. Um, 
But, you know, the team that if that has nine days off versus a team that has three or four days off, he saw no statistical deviation between advantage, disadvantage, but a teams that had maybe like uh, he found one that, that had seven days off and a team that had two days off. The team that had two days off did have a statistically higher uh, advantage. So whatever it is, it's whether it's the bodies, uh, you know, that's recovery time. You're, you know, I guess at that point at nine days or you're, you are, you're, you're doing run throughs, you're doing walkthroughs you, by then, yeah. you're, you know, because, but that's not like game three speed. Or four days. You're not really doing full walkthroughs. Yeah. That's yeah, not 100%. game speed. Though. Um, uh, yeah. I, you know, who am I to argue with the guy that as a, is, is on the radio. I mean, he's a step above us <laughs> in levels of, you know, yeah. if a guy on TV has something against what he said, then I'm going with the TV guy. But we're, you know, we're just lowly podcast yeah. guys. So no, I have yeah. to, I have to defer yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's legally yeah. obligated yeah. in the just hierarchy like, yeah. <laughs> of the, in the, in the cat, in the journalism cast system. I am, I'm just a podcast. Yeah. Who am I to argue with this guy that's on Sirius XM? You know what I'm saying? I'm not on Sirius XM. Yeah. Uh, so, and apparently he has time to compile numbers and research and, I don't do any of that. So, Get paid um, for it. Uh, <laughs> so, so I, I'm going to go ahead and say, Bob, I don't, I, I don't really care what all this guy's actual numbers say. My gut tells me something different. And I <laughs> am, and I'm parroting that information because that's called confirmation bias. Okay. So get that through your, yes. your little skull uh, is I'm going to believe what I want to believe because You know, no, I've, no, that makes a lot of sense, though. These are professional. I mean, he, he, what I'm thinking of is, you know, oh, that's a long time to not play hockey. Not even including the fact that these are professional hockey players that have done nothing yeah. but play hockey their entire life. They come out rusty uh, for a period. It changes nothing. So. I, I can see one how that, back you know, in game shape. Yeah. exactly, exactly. So I can, I can see most certainly how that, that happens. Uh, I do have an answer for you on odds. The Vegas Golden Knights are minus 133 to win the series. Um, plus 110 for the Panthers. You can, uh, can get the Panthers sweeping for... It had some specifics on that. There we oh, go. That's got to be uh, Panthers sweep plus uh, thirteen hundred for a Panthers sweep and plus eleven hundred for a Vegas sweep. I would say this right now. I think it's much more likely for a Florida sweep than there will be to a, a, for a Vegas sweep. No matter who wins the series. Yes. Um, some fun stats yes. that I have. Uh, what Florida definitely needs to do. What they haven't really, really done. I mean, they've done it but not as at a high clip as other teams of their 50 goals this playoffs now granted shorter time frames in some of these series 50 goals only 31 of those came in the five on five so really heavily relying on those power play um power play goals and if a if a vegas team comes out and is more disciplined um can really hamper that ability to to score goals like they have uh 
Vegas, however, is the top scoring team of the playoffs. Now, granted, they're the team that has gone the farthest with 17 games played, uh, but they have 62 goals scored. Yeah. And uh, they, but their two losses to Dallas, they've had, uh, they, they had some, some really difficult goals scored on them. And so, and I think that's what Florida has really excelled at this, this playoff series. It's just scoring those goals in times uh, that they need them, seeming effortless. Seeming effortless. Uh, I, I just have a hard time disagreeing with your assessment that Florida wins this cup. Uh, I wish that, uh, that it was a little better, a uh, little better odds. I'd maybe go put some money on Florida to win the series. But I think you're probably better off just betting Florida individually. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I don't know if I take Florida game one. I think Vegas comes out hot game one, but I do think I would take Florida game two. So I, I like them in game two. I think I think if they can leave Vegas one one split, then they that is they put themselves in a good spot. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's what's happened. Um, but all right. Uh, let's see here. Let's move in to joke of the week. The weird Corey Perry. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. A little tongue twister. And downright dumb. I'm kidding. It's time for the joke of the week. <laughs> All right, uh, you found this one. Uh, well, this was originally going to be in our pop culture topic. We moved it into here. Uh, what do we got? Uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings Gollum with a comically bad release. Didn't even really know this game was coming out until a couple of weeks ago and watched the watched the trailer, and the trailer wasn't bad. I had had an opportunity, uh, you know, if you like those kind of games, uh, uh, stealth, platformer-esque type game if you like those kind of games it had a real opportunity from my understanding probably not for me specifically but you attach it to to the lord of the rings ip and it's going to generate some buzz it was apparently it's comically bad um you said you were going to watch some gameplay of it um uh you know godspeed to you sir uh from what i've seen just screenshot wise (laughs) <laughs> it's bad, um, and I'm not sure if, how how much you've seen on it, but the DLC uh, you've heard some of the DLC that they have, right? The in-game lore. No, I have not. Okay, the in-game lore that is included in every game. I'm going to Red Dead Redemption, or you know GTA, or or whatever. Shadow of War yeah. is a good example. You can go read about the lore of it. Right. I'm sure you've been playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm sure that there's plenty that you can read. The lore is locked behind DLC. Oh, you got to yes. pay for the you got to pay for the lore. Wow. <laughs> you got to pay for the lore. Uh, wow. You know, so. So what the assuming fuck? assuming that you uh, you don't have the Internet, though, you have downloaded this game and you can't look up Lord of the Rings lore, for goodness sake. Uh yeah, you got to pay for that. Um, if you want the uh, elves or whatever to be speaking Elvish, 
you got to pay for that, Bob. Uh, otherwise, it is not going to be immersive for you. Um, what an absolute joke it is. I've heard really, really bad things. You've seen some poor screenshots. Uh, it was a cash grab. I mean, the information uh, from the from the developer, they've already apologized. It was so bad. But I, from what I've heard, I, they haven't yeah. reversed the uh the dlc money they're like ah my bad guys my bad yeah all right anyway you know have a good this is an ongoing (laughs) issue right now in the yeah yeah this is an ongoing issue in the gaming community with big uh big name devs um you know if you look back and 2020 with cyberpunk 2077 that was supposed Mm -hmm. to be the you know, the headlining game launched for the next gen consoles. It was so badly broken. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'm trying to think what else. Jedi, uh, Star, Star Wars Jedi Survivor was like, that was a triple A blockbuster release. It was so <laughs> badly broken. Well, and then you have what's happening is these, um, well, I was going to say, you have the opposite, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to, Harp on the bad, which is what we're talking about here. It's the bad. You have the opposite in something like Elden Ring, which I've heard has recently just passed on a season pass. Yes. Decided to go no season pass for to do a bigger expansion. Good. That I mean, I'm not yeah. saying extra stuff in the game I'm not willing to pay for. I get it. Things cost money. People made this. But it it is so ridiculous. They're just they just expect you. They expect you to pay for words about Lord of the Ring about Tolkien. Tolkien would roll in his grave if he found out you had to pay extra money to read. I mean, his appendages appendages are are extensive. Why would you pay money for that? It's just, it it's sad because and it makes you appreciative. Of why of of port key games doing a at least a semi good job with Hogwarts Legacy. You know there was definitely things that could have been done better and things that you wanted. And hey, it was you know this wasn't as good, but at least it was a fun game that I have found myself on occasion popping back into and playing, flying around, you know, doing a whatever or another. Uh, so it is very frustrating yeah. that there's literally anything in the world uh from lord of the rings you could do anything in the world you could do and you do this you could have you could have remastered yeah. you could have remastered the old return of the king game and sold a hundred million yeah. copies dude you know yeah and you know one of the issues is that you've got these companies like cd project red and uh, I, I'm trying to, uh, you know, EA Sports, which are all, you know, which are part of these big conglomerates. And the they know that gamers are going to buy these games. So, you know, they're, they're going to be pre-ordered. They're going to get their money. They'll have to put out an apology. It'll get washed under the rug and it'll be rinse and repeat. Um, and be, but but if you look at what Nintendo did, Nintendo said, listen, we cannot keep up with the next gen graphics and you know this this push for graphics has made it so that playability is almost uh, it's uh, you can't play these games sometimes on yes. release. Nintendo 
delayed Tears of the Kingdom, the brand new Zelda game, almost two years because they wanted to make it playable in the great game. They did not say they did not force their devs into working, you know, 24 hour shifts to get this game out because the shareholder said, hey, we need to make we need to get this game out in this quarter to make to to make profits. And guess what? Tears of the Kingdom is one of the has is now being seen as is one of the best games to ever been released in the history of gaming. Yeah, I it's think it's go, a big it's difference. Going to sweep the rewards. It's a big difference for for Nintendo. That I mean, let's be honest. That's their bread and butter. If they mess that up, you know, that 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 like you said with all of these games and all these issues going on to the Switch, Hogwarts Legacy, all they can't run you mess up a Zelda game and it's the death of the Switch, right? People, you know, the 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 niche gamers are going to continue to use it, but those casual fans are are done. Yeah. That's why I buy the the Switch was for Zelda, and Zelda doesn't work, and it's bad. I'm done playing it. So, um, I'm I'm with you. I mean, that, I agree that it, it, a what's the what's the what's the old statement? A rushed game is bad for bad forever. Um, while a delayed game, you know, still has a chance to be a great game. So. I, I, you know, it's, yeah. it's very, it's very frustrating. Um, and it, and it's frustrating with those games and those developers that are doing so much with so little, uh, that, you know, it's possible, you know what I'm saying? It's so, uh, that that's also part of the problem. It's yeah. not like we, we can't see it, you know, being done because we have day one releases that do great on game pass, meaning a bunch of people are going to be playing this game with no, you know, intention of, of, of generally purchasing it. Uh, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see where the gaming industry goes. I mean, we're headed towards micro transactions and loot boxes, and then there's kind of been a push against that. So you hope that, uh, yeah, you hope that that, that, that push continues and people actually will be willing to spend money on complete games. 100%. Let's move into our pop culture discussion. We're talking uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. I saw it in theaters what feels like two months ago, maybe. Um, you just watched it, so I'll do my best to uh, kind of remember a lot, but um, as someone uh, who freshly just watched it, what are your first couple thoughts on the movie? Um, super sad uh, about Jonathan Majors. Really, uh, <laughs> if we're being, if we're being, I'm so, I'm so sad that he's a terrible person. Yeah, because he was fantastic with Kang. Um, I know that we got a few more things after this, so I'll keep my, you know, kind of discussion brief. Love Kang. Love what he brought into the story. I really, really liked Quantumania. Um, I like the concept of it. I like the. Uh, fact that Bill Murray was in was in it. Uh, you know, there were so many cool things yeah. that I liked about Quantumania. Uh, thought they did a, a really good job, and really liked really liked the Kang story. You know, I, I really enjoyed yeah. uh, him being stuck there, and how is he going to get out? You know, how is he going to escape? Uh, but we got to see him in his suit. We got yeah. to see what he was capable of. Um, so I really, yeah, I really liked it. Um, personally yeah i yeah no i thought it was i mean i'm not gonna say you know it definitely wasn't like oh top three mcu but it was a very fun movie it was 
I think it, it felt I left there feeling like it was a classic MCU movie. I thought I think it I think it moved the uh trilogy of the Ant-Man trilogy up for me as a total package if we're just talking yes. groups uh, of MCU MCU movies. Uh with a good strong third uh really kind of moved it up with me cuz I love I loved Ant-Man 1. Ant-Man and the Wasp was pretty good to me as well. Uh but I really liked Quantumania. I think it it was a good trilogy of of superhero movies uh and i love the love the concept of this yeah. one um and having the whole family involved and also i wanted to say i am not a fan of hope van dyne's short hair uh just not a fan of the <laughs> uh, of the of the halle berry haircut yeah um but yeah I'm, so I'm I'm trying to remember all the scenes. Yeah, uh, Bill Murray was amazing. Um, uh, uh, trying to remember, there was the uh, what is his name? Wow, I'm drawing a a blank on the uh, dad's name right now. Um, uh, Hank Hank Pym. I don't know why my yeah, but the actor in my uh in my head, I keep Michael Douglas thinking uh Dennis Quaid for some fucking reason. Michael Michael Douglas. Douglas. Okay, um yeah, I thought yeah Michael Douglas absolutely killed it in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that all the roles were well done. The it did the comedy moments right. It didn't like overuse the comedy. It you know it kind of complimented. It. Paul Rudd was absolutely amazing. It's um it's one I would definitely watch again. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. I you know I'm. Uh, obviously, Jonathan Majors is going to be recast. Uh, I don't know what the outcome was of the trial, but like pretty bad. He's going to be recast who they get. I have no idea. Luckily, as a time traveler, they can, you know, it's it, with the with the multiverse. It's not it, it's easy to explain why it's a different person. Right. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I did see this thing where it was like uh, Jonathan Majors uh, was it's a skit. Somebody's like Jonathan Majors talking to his agent. It's like, come on, man, look at. Look what Ezra Miller with the flash. And then it pans to his agent and him saying, I wish you did what Ezra Miller did. He just kidnapped some people. <laughs> Jonathan, you hit a white lady. That's <laughs> 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 oh, bad. I- <laughs> Um, all right, let's move into some this or that. All right, time to cast your vote. Vote your cast. Choose your pick. Pick your choice. Make a decision and take a side for this or that. All right, what do we okay. got? Okay, so I create I created this one myself. I normally look something up and and take it. Now I may need your help altering it to make it more in the middle, but I think it's pretty in the middle for uh, for what I what I, I did. So you're you spend thirty minutes in shark infested waters. It's very deep. You can't see the bottom. No risk of drowning. You have no cuts, so there's no blood or anything. You'll be picked up by a boat at the 30-minute mark. Or you have three hours on a riverbank of crocodile-infested waters, and at that three-hour mark, a guide finds you, but then you have to walk six miles back to camp. Now, you will also, Um, while you're no risk of drowning, you you do have to swim. 
you know, you're going to be tired, tired after the 30, but you're not going to drown. You know, your body's just going to keep going. All right. No brainer for you. Go for it. Yeah. Shark infested waters. I mean, a fuck a six mile hike. That's right off the bat. If you had asked me 30 minutes in shark or just a six mile hike, I'd probably take a (laughs) shark attack. Honestly. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's just right off the bat. Okay. Um, Sharks, you know, shark shark attacks are not as common as the movies make it seem. Sure. They're only going to attack you if they're very curious. If you go into their, like, if you are in their den, um, or if you attack, or if it's a feeding frenzy. Um, if you are just floating there, even if it's, like, where they are currently kind of are, and you just kind of go there, for the most part, statistically you're they're not going to bite you um because they don't like humans they don't they don't they bite humans out of curiosity uh but they don't like us they don't like the way that the sun bounces off our skin the way it looks we don't look appetizing to them um i believe that the yearly average of shark attacks is like 80 or something that like is that. you um, are you are severely and only about five of them i don't think that you're gonna get attacked by the shark that's not the point of it the lassophobia is real sitting out there in the middle of the ocean the what not you're the the fear of that open water not necessarily yours but in this in this instance you don't know at the three hour mark you're getting rescued is, is in my mind you know what i'm saying that's just the so yeah i don't i don't know if that changes things but the unknown of being in that water, thinking you're going to drown, thinking you're going to get eaten by sharks would be crazy to me because you can't see anything. Like, at least I'll know okay. when I'm getting so eaten. So that, that obviously changes, that changes the dynamic so severely, not knowing you're going to get rescued because the, on the other it hand, does. I guess it, I guess it doesn't. On a river bank, on a river bank, because you don't have to be rescued from a river you bank. Have you can to just be walk rescued. off a river bank. Right. So now, so the question is now, am I being stranded in the ocean to die or stranded on a riverbank? Because that then yeah. is where I'm concerned because, hey, the crocodile infested waters, they will attack you for fucking fun. Crocs are going to come after you. You're dealing with something a little bit more passive versus something that's going to be an aggro. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if it's a, they're definitely gonna. If they're hungry, for sure. Yeah, uh, I guess that does change the question. There's though. a difference between water... So let's there, say there's a difference between waters with alligator and crocodile in or uh, waters with crocs and crocodile infested waters because infested waters means they there is a lack of food because they're all eating food so they're going to eat whatever they can get um so I, yeah I, I think that three and three hours is such a long time to be out there mm-hmm. um that and again now, it's if I don't know that I'm being rescued to the, be fair. You don't have to just sit there and let the croc come up at you. You know, you're allowed to scurry away from, from the crocodile. What I'm saying is basically just on the riverbank. Scur- I ain't scurrying for three hours. <laughs> well, <laughs> what I'm saying is you don't just get to like sprint into the woods the other way. Like there's more danger there. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the I guess the unknown definitely is plays into it right and then which case the uh, the end mark doesn't i'm i I honestly even with the knowing that you're you're done after 30 i still don't think i could do it dude i just don't i mean i think that i'm going still with the three hour 
with the three hours on the riverbank. And even if we moved it down to a four or two mile hike or whatever, I think I'm good with the hike, bro. Like I'm just, uh, I'll just battle a crocodile. You know what um, I'm saying? So, yeah, I think that I'm still, even with, again, it's hard to say, but I think even with the not knowing you're going to get rescued, I think I'd still take 30 minutes in shark infested waters only because sharks only gather in places where there is a lot of food which means that they're going to be following schools of fish, which means there's going to be boat traffic in that area because so you in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm going to probably be in a shipping lane. So I may not know if someone's coming, but I feel good about it. And it's only 30 minutes. Honestly, honestly, Uh, that is now this is this is where you've gone completely wrong in the history that cruise ships. I just saw a kid jump off of a boat at night in the ocean on a dare with like a buoy and never seen again. That's uh, stupid. Yes, exactly. In, okay. In the first history off at nighttime, of ship, if well, it's nighttime, it's, I'm taking the Crocs every, every time. Yeah. Well, I, even so you should still, Nighttime's a whole different thing. <laughs> if you don't know, you're going to live, you should still take the other because you're generally not going to be found. It's essentially like your head covers one square foot in a square mile. Yeah. And there's like, like two million square head sections in a square mile. It, 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 I think in the history of cruise ships since their inception, uh, like something like three hundred people have fallen over overboard, and like forty five or something have ever been found. And like some military dude was like, and "That's, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good number." uh to find honestly yeah uh it's yeah. pretty pretty so, amazing so now yeah this is definitely a hard one i think that going in as you know listen it's it's hard to keep adding hypotheticals to it, like oh well we don't know this but if if i as podcasters with the information that we are given i am picking shark infested waters knowing that it's only 30 minutes knowing right. that i am not skedaddling around for three hours avoiding crocs i'm not it's not happening i didn't play soccer i'm not running for three hours long i'm skedaddling that ain't happening bro i'm skedaddling i can i'm becoming yeah i'm befriended i know how to yeah i know how to dead man float for 30 minutes like you just dead man float for 30 minutes you and even if i'm like accepting depth like well i guess this is the way to go at least i'm out here in the Caribbean, hopefully, uh, getting that's what I was gonna say. Going out that's that where way. I thought you were uh, going. I thought you were going <laughs> with the with my knowledge as a podcaster of where I would be before. I thought you were gonna be like, I was gonna be on a cruise ship and fall off, like it was gonna at least be dope before <laughs> I fell in the water. If I'm on a shark infested water bank, I'm most likely like doing some sort of dumb hike or something anyway. Like, why would I even care? Like, I will get yeah. eaten by the I yeah. I am I actually escaped to the riverbank to get eaten by the crocodile because this thing was so boring and I'm done with it. So yeah. okay, that would make sense as well. Yeah, uh, I do think that this question. It, I think this question is a good insight into your head of why you don't go on cruises and why you refuse to do riverboat tours when we're in New Orleans. Um, the riverboat tours absolutely <laughs> is because I'm sorry, that, I'm sorry, airboat, airboat, uh, airboat, airboat. Tours. Airboat tours, it is one. Oh, first of all, I'm just not generally a big boat guy as is. You know that about me. So that's right, right off the bat, not a huge fan. 
But the airboat thing is 100% because best case scenario in the airboat is oh, I'm with I you go on an airboat tour, okay? And I see some crocodiles or whatever. That's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's dope. But worst case scenario I think it's gators is there. I, get, I get eaten or whatever, you know? And so that's definitely... The cruise ship thing is really like a. I wouldn't not, say that's worst case. Real quick, I wouldn't say that's worst case. That that's medium case. Worst case is they take your legs and you still live. I don't know that that's at accurate that point, at all. T- just eat me, bro. No, don't. I'm I'm totally good with hanging out in a wheelchair, dude. No, I, I do not. That does not speak for me. I'm well, okay. good. I'm good with what about getting, arms? Like, a hover okay, around. they take arms and legs, dude. And- that be that means that all y'all dummies are just having to feed me and drink, you know, drink beer and stuff for me. Like <laughs> I, I'm good, dude. Like you take can't take my penis. I will. I'm out. I'm out on the penis. You know, you chop it up. Right. Yeah, that's they're like. Um, they didn't take anything. They're like, well, did he survive? Actually, yeah, he's all intact except for his penis. The, the, I mean, the, the gator only took his penis. The only thing he took. <laughs> the gator was. <laughs> was rude so uh, that's funny <laughs> uh but all right let's move into some what are you binging uh i don't even do we i didn't honestly sometimes i forget what we have drops for and don't i don't think we have no we don't i don't think um, we have a binge so i've been uh streaming a lot of zelda breath of the wild uh i've been playing a lot of breath of the, breath of the zelda breath of the wild sorry um it's an amazing game it is it came out about six years ago finally i borrowed my brother-in-law switch to play it um, I'm excited when I get back from vacation. Hopefully, I should have it beat, and I will be then uh, playing some Tears of the Kingdom, which is, you know nice. we talked about earlier. But it is the fastest selling game in the history of Nintendo. It sold like I believe 10 million copies in the first three days. Amazing. Which is when you go back to like 2000, 2009, I think uh, Super Smash Bros had the record at 1.9 million copies in the first three days. So that is just insane uh, record to beat. And it is glorious. I'm really loving it. Uh, what about you? That's awesome. Um, I can't wait till Stephanie lets me get her a Switch. I never got into Zelda. It was never really my thing. She loves it, though. So I would really love to get her that game. I've heard such good things uh, about it. So uh, well, that's awesome. Right now is the time because all the consoles are on super discount. Okay. Well, then maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to just do it against her will, you know? It's great. It's, it's it's good. It's that's good for a marriage. It's just doing things you know your it's spouse a, it, doesn't want it's you a to con, do. It's a consolation. Yeah, it's a consolation gift for your birthday. Exactly. Exactly. Um, for me, I don't know if I I, I can't. I, I've never heard of this story, but I don't know if you've ever heard of the uh, the Candy Montgomery story. Uh, essentially, she was this housewife in the eighties in Texas, and. Uh, had an affair with a husband of a, of a friend and this, this, uh, it eventually culminated in her murdering this other housewife. Well, it was a self-defense trial. So it, but it was with an ax and it would have, and she axed her like 41 times. Well, Jessica Bill did a Hulu series Uh, called Candy, um, like 2021 or something. And then the same story Elizabeth Olsen is doing, and I'm sure you've seen this on HBO, the, the Love is Love and Death uh, with the Elizabeth Olsen. That's the same storyline. I'm not, not saying, uh, but 
not saying you've seen it, but you probably have seen the advertisements for it. Uh, super cool story. I bet you, you and Megan would enjoy watching it together. So, um, so I I take that. It's, it's a mini series. So it's just like one little season, but it is very intriguing. Uh, just didn't think I'd be really interested. Both shows are the same of the same story, but kind of a different style. Um, so, you know, there, a lot of people are comparing both, which one's better. Um, both have pretty decent casts, so um, we are finishing up Love and Death right nice. now. So that's what we've been watching. Nice. Um, let's move into what's snapping your stick. Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. Um, we may have talked about this. We I don't know if we talked about what's snapping your stick, but I'm sure we talked about it during you know previous years. Um, and that is people making big deals about when whether or not teams touch the uh, conference championship trophies in uh, the NHL. I think it's silly. Um, listen, if the players want to be superstitious or even a little stitious, that's on them. Up to them completely. But I think that fans and the radio spending hours talking about like analytics of if it actually helps or not, or you know, <laughs> you know, getting mad at teams for doing it. I think it's just it's so asinine to me because they've already won it. It's not like they're going and touching it before they win, which even then I really couldn't care less about. But it just seems like such a waste of time when there are other things to talk about. Honestly, I just don't get the discourse over it. Love it. I don't know that we have talked about that specifically on Snaps or Stick. I'm sure we've touched on it other places. Um, mine is, you know, it's not like a huge complaint, but it's just weird. Uh, there is a, a Game Pass weekly quest to play an online game of NHL 22, which is fine. You know, I mean, they want all these games that are on there to be played or whatever. No big deal. Except for Game Pass has NHL 2023. So, like, why do I got to go play an online game of the older version if you only had 22? No problem. Uh, You know, no no harm, no foul. But, like, why not play an online game of the new one? (laughs) I just didn't get it. I was just like, that's dumb. That, Uh, yeah, that almost feels, that feels like a bot problem. Like, I feel like a lot of those are, like, randomized, maybe. And it's like, Play an online game of this, and it just so happened to come up NHL 22, or somebody wrote it. Ah, and just, and see, just let me hit you with this, game. Bob. It didn't see 23. Well, let me hit you with this. I would normally say I agree with that, except for it was play an online game of an EA game, which are one of the only few games on Game Pass that you are not able to play via cloud. So I had to download the entire game to play that one online game just so I could then yeah. uninstall that game that I'm not going to play again. So I, I'm thinking maybe download numbers or something like that. Uh, bot could absolutely be the case. And maybe, it just yeah. picked that one randomly and, because it's on game Pass. So I'm hoping that's what it's like and not just, Oh, let's get a fake number of downloads for NHL 22. Though. Yeah. Why, 
would you ever want somebody downloading yeah, NHL was, 22 when your 23 is there? Like, don't you want to play in the, I don't know. Yeah. I don't work for a Lord of the Rings. Yeah, golem, I almost think that okay, just, someone so just mistyped or something. What am I? Yeah, exactly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe hopefully so. Hopefully so. Uh, but all right, guys, that, <laughs> yeah, that wraps up this week's episode of the Pucks Out podcast for Brandon. I'm Bobby. It has been amazing to have you all here and we'll see you all again next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pucks Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pucks Out Pod.